Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the fix squad. The fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Got him. Look, real hip hop revealed that a fix. Pure, you can fill it in the mix. Finally, stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beats, balls, and life. Giving them truth in it. Screaming revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting. Everything that we do clutch. Another reason to turn the volume up. Shit, know what we stand on. Solid ground when we land. Say it's no use, the culture was out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days with the sunshine, any good news, I'm proof that it's living. Yeah, revolving the art, the shock, oh, with it, keeping the beans on the block, don't miss it. Welcome to the city, stand up. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa rain here. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paste better. The fix is in and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets and money is the fruit that they seek, so tell me whose face do they seek? Yes, sir. You're now tuned into the fix. Your source for faith infused hip hop, R&B, and poetry, right here on Sirius XM Channel 154 Holy Culture Radio. Alrighty, it's Thursday. <laughs> Thursday, you already know Thursday. Thirsty for that word, for that righteousness. <laughs> I know. I'm What's good, King Queens? This is your boy DJ Focus checking in. That's your girl Dice Gamble checking in on this Thursday. Wake up, wake up! Thanks for waking up with us on this Thursday. Thursday, Thursday. Listen, Dice, it's a it's a it's a very very exciting day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we get a chance to uh, host Kirk Franklin in Maverick City right here in the city today. That's you know right. the fix will be on media coverage. So uh, yeah, we praying we get some exclusive content real real soon, real real soon. Uh, for all the listeners listening this morning, if you are in the Cleveland, Ohio area, Akron, Ohio area. Kirk Franklin, Maverick City, Jonathan McReynolds, as well as House Flames are at the Blossom Music Theater tonight, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Go to BlossomMusic.com for tickets. Mm. Tickets are still available, so definitely you, uh, you know, you want to tap in. It's going to be a great night. The weather is looking good so far on the weather report. I'm okay. excited about that, that the weather report, they, they have been saying rain the last two days, Dice, so I'm like, oh, come on, because it's outside. It's outside of the outside uh, mm. uh, pavilion type deal so we are praying for no rain tonight and a great great performance from kirk franklin maverick city jonathan McReynolds, and everybody else I, i'm excited like I, I sometimes you just need to get your spirit built back up that. so you know you, and i get a chance to get entertained too as well so it's like you got maverick city that's gonna fill your spirit up jonathan Reynolds, then kirk right. just gonna come out there and dance all day so you just can't do nothing but just grin for i know I was watching his video when he said I almost died the other night. He was he was doing his little Michael Jackson dance steps. Right. I was like, oh, get it, Kurt. Here's the thing. Can you just bring Jonathan McReynolds and Kurt to the studio for me? That's all I need. That's all I need. I'm going to do my best. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> I'm going to do it. <laughs> I, just need, I need one track. Just one. Both, just one from the both of them. That's it. My only That's, wish. You already know I'm going to throw you alive. You already know. <laughs> Appreciate it. Once again, you're tuned into the fix, and of course, our mission is to expose the culture to positive and relevant music that keeps Jesus Christ at the center of the message. And listen, another hot show for y'all again today. Listen, I real talk topic today. Listen, mm. nice and I go in. I don't know if y'all ready. You know, mm. playful. 
you know, Dice and I, like I said, we always are trying to get free for ourselves. It, it's yeah. therapeutic for us. So we pray that we, you know, if somebody listening, it helps mm-hmm. you out. So me and Dice going to talk about, you know, our little uh, go back down memory lane when, you know, we used to roll them backwoods and yeah. Garcia Vegas, Oscar right. Most. Oh, I'm That's sorry. Right. Or, or, or smoke them pokes, them new pokes, them yeah. camels. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Black and milds. We're talking about our smoking saints today. Smoking saints. Smoking saints. <laughs> The smoking section. The smoking section. <laughs> like some of them still be firing up. I, I mean, I get it. I mean, we both get it. You know, we definitely live that life. And I thank God for deliverance and um, and all that. But we definitely, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk. On Absolutely. There's that. <laughs> Absolutely. We're definitely going to talk about it. Listen, we also have an exclusive interview. Got a chance to sit down uh, with my brother, uh, Suave Calion. Uh, he's mm-hmm. a global uh, artist. Uh, uh, he owns his own record label. He's doing a lot of big things um, with the indie tour. So he'll be here, here to talk to us about everything he's doing with his indie tour, with his record label, with his music. He's been over to London Dice and done a lot of just different work over there. Mm-hmm. So now he's trying to bring his uh, independent, his indie tour right back here to the states and do his thing and he's just a super dope creative too as well so you definitely want to keep it locked but that exclusive interview and you never know what else we might talk about so you just definitely want to tell people to fix squad on again wake up with us go ahead and uh tweet us out right now go ahead and tag somebody text somebody mm-hmm. tell them it's gonna be another fun show and listen the the, the, the fix squad is they on one again <laughs> you're in the mix with the fix show get you back into the fix your source for faith infused hip-hop R&B and poetry right here on Sirius XM Channel 154 Holy Culture Radio you already know DJ Focus Dice Gamble tapped in listen uh, you know what time it is we uh, love to uh, get the opportunity to highlight artists who are you know just doing things maybe you're not familiar with them or maybe you are but that's one thing the fix is uh, has always been stand firm on on just highlighting artists and giving artists an opportunity to come on the platform and share their gifts that God has given them so listen uh, I got my brother on the line right now, man. I've been, I've been with my brother right now. I would say for about six good months where I've been really been building with him and talking to him. Yes, sir. Hearing his heart, man. So listen, let me, when I tell you he has a heart that's golden and he, listen, he's all about kingdom business. So help me welcome yes, sir. him. Uh, listen, he's a, he, he owns his own record label. He's a recording artist. He does a lot, man. He's a promoter. He's he's a, a mixer and shaker, man. And he's global. Let's be very clear. He he always says that too as well. He said he I'm global too as well. Help me welcome in Suave Calion. What's up, my brother? What's up? What's up? What's good, my brother? So good to be here, man. How you doing? Man, listen, another day in the office, man. I appreciate you rocking with us today, yes, man. Sir. Yes, listen, sir. Let's uh let's get into it. We got a lot to talk about, a little Come time. On. So, you know, for the people who may not know you or maybe not know your faith story, can you share a little bit of your faith story with the people, maybe how you developed your relationship with Christ? Absolutely, man. Um, Be honest with you, I was a cat that grew up in church. I grew up in a historical Baptist church. I'm from Savannah, Georgia. And um, I've been doing hip hop, doing myself, you know, different things for a long time. What I didn't understand, honestly, was the difference between relationship and, and just religion. And uh, when I was about, man, me and my wife had already uh, moved to Atlanta. We had just got here. I started going to the Harvest Tabernacle Church. And uh, really, my, my faith started to stretch in another place. I started to have a relationship with God over just something that I'm hearing other people saying. While I'm having conversations with myself and I, with him and myself. And I really thought that, that hip hop was done for me. That would be something I just couldn't do. 
And uh, I never forget it, man. I tell the story a lot, but it's real every time. I was in a, uh, we have this thing called the Harvest Have Talent. It's a, a thing once a year the church does. We just kind of highlight some of the talents of the church. And um, one of the uh, one of the ministers knew I did rap from, from before and was asking me to do something. I really didn't think that was going to be something that's cool. And man, in that encounter, God told me, Cleanse, man, you talking that not only would you do it, but you're going to do it for me. Mm. And man, it changed my life, brother. Because I was able to do it the way it is to me, authentically, for me. I didn't have to change and force my pen. I didn't have to start making a scripture in every bar. But I gave music that was authentically for my heart. And my heart was about, you know, really worshiping God and really bringing people to him. And it was it was my opportunity uh, between religion and relationship. And, and that's something that I, I say anywhere I am. It's such a difference. And just really knowing authentically who God is, it allows you to authentically know who you are. And understanding that it gives a different type of zeal and a different type of confidence. And I'm gonna be honest, I've never had in my life. I've been a good rapper too, not just a good that got to spit. I've been a good rapper my whole life, and I never had the confidence to be who I am, to really stand out, to really present this thing to the world. Is if you gotta have it, you need to feed it. You know, like it's important for you to digest this. Um, as I am now, you know. So I, I just, you know, that's who I am, man. A little quick nutshell. Um, but yeah, man, that's that side, man. That's Swath Calion. So talk about some of your musical inspirations growing up so we can kind of paint a picture of yeah. how you formed your musical sound. So, you know, take us back, man, in the day, man, when you was man. in high school, college. Cool. Who, was you, who, who was you listening to? Hey, so look, so when I said I've been in hip-hop my whole life, this is no exaggeration. My older brother is 14 years older than me. And I looked after, I was wanting to be like him. So, like, I remember the 80s vividly, even though I was very young. I remember LL brand new. I remember hearing Rakim and these cats brand new. So like I've been digesting hip hop the whole way. It wasn't no skips and cuts and paces for me. I watched this thing grow from the beginning. As I grew physically, mentally, I'm growing with this music. So my favorite artist is Nas. You know, that's my, that's to me, he's the illest MC of all time. You know what I mean? I love Tupac um, a lot, a lot. Like that's, that's definitely one of my tops ever. You know, Jay-Z, Kanye. And so like in, in college, Kanye specifically, man, was just different because we only thought, you know what I'm saying? It was a time where if you rap, only thing you're doing is rapping about stuff sometimes that doesn't, it doesn't pertain to you. Like you, you know what I'm saying? Like that's what music had become. So people was only rapping about drugs and girls and, and these things of that nature. That's all it was. And what I really liked about Kanye was for the first time in a long time since like Daylight Days, where was a cat that just was cool just being himself and made it dope being himself. You know what I mean? So it, it allowed me to maneuver my pen even at that time differently because I had a mindset that whatever I write is going to be about what, what's real to me, what I'm going through, what matters to me, what life is for me. Because what you realize is there's a lot of people that think like you, but they don't have the talent you have to say it, to express it, to say these things. And so you draw an audience based off of them seeing you as their mouthpiece. And so, yeah, that's that's what I really, oh man, I'm a, I'm a Kanye guy, Jay-Z, you know, those type of guys are ill. But to me, Nas is my favorite, bro, hands down. So with, with that being said, you know, Nas being your favorite, you know, you grew up, you know, like I say, older brother. So you were exposed to hip hop very early. Yeah. Very I, young. You know, you experienced um, your, your experience at church got you to a place to where, you know, you said, all right, was that your first time like doing hip hop when you no. decided to do it at church? No, man. I've been rapping literally since I was probably three or four years old. I've been freestyling my whole life. I started writing rhymes when I was 12 years old. Mm. Not Big Daddy Kane, those cats was who I, I like. So my pain was always different, you know, in terms of making sure what I'm expressing is and start provoking the best I could. I mean, I'm a kid, so you're doing the best you could. But no, I've been rapping a long time, man. I didn't just start rapping uh, when I came to God. I just thought I couldn't rap anymore 
um, being because of my subject matter, I, I still was rapping about what was important to me, but it was the ladies, it was the girls, it was the nightlife things I was doing that honestly I wasn't proud of or wasn't to glorify anymore. That wasn't with something I would continue to talk about, but if that's all I knew, I didn't know what else I could say, you know? So, um, yeah, but I've been doing it, man. I've been rapping a long time, but I, I got secular albums and all of that stuff as well before, you know, I came to God and changed the way I thought my thought process was. So yeah, I have been doing music a long time. Take us through that that process, man. I, I think sometimes we downplay the process of God really changing us. You know, we, we say the things, we, we say the terms like, you know, being born again or, you know, allowing for God just, just to sit at his presence, really start studying your word on a higher level and your spiritual maturity. So take us through that process. You brought up some, man, some absolutely. Things. That man talk about all the time, you know, struggling with the lust of, you know, fornicating with girls or whatever yeah. it may be, and maybe you in the streets. What was your process about, like, changing when you figured out, you know what, God, I'm going to submit to you, and I'm going to do what you've called me to do? I'm going to be real 100. Um, with me, man, I'm, I'm in a frat. You know, I love my frat. Alpha Five Fraternity Incorporated. Wow. And when I was in school, these cats were celebrities. Let's just be real. I went to HBCU, Savannah State University. And in our school, it wasn't about being a football player or a basketball player. The celebrities on our campus was my brothers. You know, before they was my brothers. You know what I'm saying? These is who you're seeing, these other guys. And it was about the girls, it's about the drinking. You know, it was about the party life scenarios. You know, that was very, that's what we was doing. That's what it was about. And um, be honest with you, man, it was a lot of insecurity and things that I didn't know how to express at that time. So to me, if I had several women, I didn't have to look at my flaws as deep because I can be validated through something like that. That's being honest. Or in a, in a church, if I'm in a, in a club scenario, I'm gonna be honest, like I said, I, I was born in, I was raised in church. I knew right from wrong. But the difference was where I came from, a lot of people, it was different in a sense that say you're a deacon. The Bible says you can't be drunk. We lived off that too much because we didn't understand the difference between relationship and that. So for example, because of that, you would do whatever and you could justify to your mind because the Bible said don't get drunk. First of all, you could be drunk without knowing you are. That's the first thing. It's easy to be under influence, easily. But the other thing that I took away from that, I didn't understand my personal influence because I didn't see myself that way, honestly. You know, I couldn't see myself like that yet. I'm just one of the frat guys, you know? I didn't I didn't see myself in the, in the impact I was able to do in, in, in spaces by me just speaking my truth and who God is. I didn't think that was real. So again, I knew who he was. I knew who he was by... What somebody else said, I didn't know who he was in terms of my personal relationship. The difference is when it came to change, I started praying for myself differently. And it wasn't sounding like how it does in the old school churches where it just sounds good when you're articulating it. You're modulating in a way that moves people in the space. No, it was a conversation like we have in here. A conversation where I had to be transparent and talking to him about who I am and, 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 and Father Abba. See him as my father and not just King of Kings and Lord of Lords. It was a change, bro. He took liquor from me completely. Mm. Not just, not no 12-step program. No, it was no more. And then he put a conviction in my spirit. Well, when I did it again, it was a sorrowness. It was a it was a sense of heaviness over me. I never thought in my life. And I never did it again after that. Because it never would be worth it. Because it was a disappointment. Not a disappointment like it's a disappointment to my parents. Not like it's a disappointment to people that I think might care. It's a disappointment to something, to the person that's above all. And his mercy allowed me to keep breathing when I shouldn't have that opportunity. So for me, that was a big change for me. So now that I'm running for him, nothing matters. Nothing matters outside of me knowing that it's pleasing in his sight to a point that I'm going to be confident. I don't care who I'm in front of. 
because it ain't about that person. I don't care if it is Kanye or Nas. I don't care if it is Jay-Z or T.D. Jakes. These people, that's cool. But what I'm doing is bigger than that. So that, that's how you, that's how you're affecting me, man. And that's really what I believe in. And when I say to my other folks that I know that do this music sincerely, is nah, stand on that confidence in God. Don't worry about how it looks to you. Put it, put a spirit of excellence in your presentation and trust God because he will get the increase. And that's what it's about. Now, all these other things that come here, that's dope because it only furthers the platform to put him in the forefront of what's being done. So, you know, that that's how it worked for me, man. Um, that was the transition. And to this day, that's what it's about. You know, if you put in my, in my spirit fasting, the revelation is the name of my album. That's my mentality. Once I understood what that meant, I seek God for revelation. He tells me what to do. And then he gives me the guidance and the wisdom of how these things must be executed. And I believe that's how a man should live. You know what I mean? And I live off that word. And you know what I'm saying? Just, just taking it one day at a time, not in a perfection level, but taking it in a place that, man, I'm, I'm constantly seeking his face to know what you need more for me to do. What I need, to, what else can I be done? What, how else can we do this in the spirit of excellence? How else can we reach the people? Because these times it's very important that we be the people that's reaching them. And I, I'm sorry I talk so much in that regard, man, but I'm passionate about this, fix. That's real talk, man. For real. Listen, you good, man. DJ Focus, uh, you tapped into the fix, right? And we got to go to break. Uh, talking with uh, Suave Calion. We'll be right back. Keep it locked. You tuned into the fix. You tune back into the fix. Your source of faith and views. Hip hop, R&B, and poetry. Right here on Sirius XM, Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio. DJ Focus, still talking it with the super talented uh, Suave Calion. Listen, Suave, man, um, you're doing so much, man. I, I think uh, a lot of people don't realize the impact and the influence you've been having. Take us to, before we get to the Indie Major Tour and everything that you've accomplished on that side, walk us okay. through the process of you starting your own record label and why did you even decide to even uh, start your own record label? Yeah, man. Um, I'm going to tell you something. At our church, man, is, is a real mentality around uh, trusting God and running, to be an a, a influencer in your metro and in your space and having the ability to have your own voice and dictate what that looks like based off those things. Um, I have two degrees. I've been in business my whole life. I'm, I'm a general manager currently for a company. So I have an understanding of business and have an understanding of running things on the, on the day-to-day of my own. Uh, so it to me was natural. And honestly, real music, to be honest with you, was birthed when I was doing secular music, man, when I was in college. I had been on a, a thing with my partner and uh, I released my second project secular was called real music and from there I, I that was just my mentality now when god changed my life he allowed me to change what that means real music now is an authentic it's an, it's an authenticity in god that's what it's about it's about being real there's no makeups or masks it's coming at it from a passionate standpoint of being real without worrying about what nobody else thinks or feels but you could come to god as you are so it just offers a place where real is accepted so that's what that's about so yeah man it just it gave me the freedom to be able to move how I needed to um, without being on anybody else's clock for time. So, you know, I, I knew the things that was necessary to get going, like, you know, getting the the, uh, the necessary equipment and stuff like that, and also aligning myself with a real engineer, aligning myself with real producers, aligning myself with real people that are really excellent in the warm of artworks and, and video taking and stuff like that. So as long as I knew I could get the people that I need in terms of vendor form, I knew I could drive that bus myself as long as God is the one really driving and I'm there, you know, so... That was my mentality around that. And man, honestly, I'm going to tell you something. It was almost like it started happening every year in terms of those expansions where you were saying those other things that the brand is birthed into. Uh, it was 2019, I want to say. It was either 219 or it was 20. It was 20. 
Um, I was in church service. This is the first of the year. He gave me my first t-shirt design, which is one I'm wearing now. And he told me to move in excellence in terms of you want to have a clothing line. I didn't have a person to press it. I didn't have selected any materials, nothing. Just straight obedience. And from there it starts. And, and that's my thing that I pride myself on. I trust myself. I mean, I just trust God in obedience level. So I walk in faith with some people won't. And I think that's been some of the reason why some things have been expanded so quickly. That's amazing. And uh, I definitely want to uh, salute you, man, for uh, being obedient. You know, a lot of times we get the revelation, but we don't submit to what God has told us to do. And I- I'm a firm believer of, uh, you know, we can get off the plan, the original plan that God had for us. We get off that course. And of course, he starts a new course for us. But what if yeah. it was greater that we miss that we were supposed to be on this path? Right. That, that's that's amazing that you you know you you caught that revelation and you went and said you know what i've done it my way enough let me go ahead and do it god's way man you said it a hundred percent that's what i'm saying i did it myself to the point i know i don't want to do that no more you know so talk about this uh indie major tour how did you one connect how, how did you put this thing together for the people uh-huh. who don't know about it then two how did you connect with all these different artists from around the world like you got to talk about that. Come on now. Man, absolutely, man. I'm going to tell you something. And this is no exaggeration. That was 100% a revelation of God. Um, I had been thinking, it came to me before when I released my first single. Um, my first single, my first single when I started doing this bright music is called Good News. And around the time I released it, I, I started getting global recognition from Africa in these different places. Stuff I didn't never think was possible. And when at that time, different things was happening. Um, I, I was able to be on a, a, a tour date with a, a good friend of mine, Enrique Holmes. He had just released this, this globally recognized project and he was doing the tour. They allowed me to open for him. Mm-hmm. And so it was a different type of vibe being in an environment like that. Like it lights you up for something else. And so I'm thinking, cool, I, I'm open to wherever the opportunities are. So when God told me that I would go, this initially how uh, that, that project came is that he told me I was going to go to learn the UK back then. And he told me I would be on tour there. So what I imagine, again, like how you said, going back to this space for understanding, at that time I thought, okay, you gave me enough. That's what you're telling me. I'm going to just wait on the phone call. I just wait on an email. I wait for somebody to tap me on my shoulder because that's how I thought it was going to go. And um, that's what I was expecting. I'm continuing to move in. I never changed that mindset. I'm waiting on it to happen, man. And um, man, plain as day, it was August about two years ago. I was actually doing a show in Greenville, South Carolina. God again told me clear, like we're talking now, you're going to go to London, UK yourself. Mm. You're not working on the invitation. I'm the invitation. I'm going to give you more in your way than what you start. You trust me. Let's do this, basically. And I mean, I meant that, man. I walked in the dark with nothing. And I just started trusting God, man. So I, I was getting some spins in London. Specifically, I built a relationship somewhat with a radio station there. And I reached out to the DJ over there just randomly, just kind of stopped walking in the obedience. And I didn't expect it to go like it did. I reached out to DJ Mark. DJ Mark gave me all these people to reach out to off his word because he was yeah. ready to rock with me ASAP. I'm talking about the first conversation we had never talked before. And that's how I met DJ Shuns. That's how I met uh, J.L. Parleon. That's how I met, you know, all these different amazing artists. And then from there, God just kept connecting the dots. So as I make one relationship, God put me with the next one. And this has consistently been like that. And all I do is when I'm in these rooms, it's like God just gives me what to say. I'm just being real. There's no special whatever. But people, we, we build these relationships as if we've been friends forever and we didn't know each other for nothing. When I got to London, this is true. When I got there, I never met these people in person. We embraced each other like we've been knowing each other for 10, 20 years. The love was, was as if we was there. I knew them. 
they introduced me to their crowds. They, they brought people to me. It was an amazing experience. And it was something that sparked something to keep going. So after that, um, it was just, okay, what's going to happen next? And like I told you, seeking, like you said, actually, we seek God for the next revelation. So now the tour is beginning. What do you do next? And I knew I wanted to do some, some, some tour dates in the States and all these different things. And, and now that I learned these things from that first experience, what did I do now? And that's how it kind of kept going, man. And relationships kept coming and, and opportunities was presenting itself. And um, now we're ready for the next one in October, you know. And uh, we also are getting our uh, our beginnings set for our next one overseas, which is going to be in South Africa next year. And, uh, you know, I'm looking to keep going, man, until God says stop. And what he's also doing is he's offering, he's opened up another form of, of, of stream or another form of look through the, through the company, which is now we have a movie uh, part of the, uh, the company where we actually made a film from that first experience in London. And from there, I had so many different conversations with other people that do directing and writing. That is some beautiful things that's going to come from something that didn't exist prior. Again, God gives it to me out of nothing because I didn't expect to do that either. So, um, yeah, man. Uh, yeah. So it's a global tour. It features top talent globally. Um, and, and there's no other way to put it, man. God said you're going to be the headliner. And that's wild because I didn't, you know, I didn't feel I had that presence in those places, but I trust him in his presence. And the experience in London was so life-changing to me that it's just, I, I'm ready to do anything he tells me to do. Like for him to show himself into that, and I had no prior anything in that place, and the type of movement of God that took place there, it's like I, I only expect the greatest things from him now. I, I only expect you to blow my mind literally daily. Um, and, and that's that's kind of how, how it blossomed. Listen, talk about um, your experience and the scene for Christian hip hop over in London, I think a lot of people don't even realize oh, how big the presence of uh, Christian hip hop is in London. Man, listen, listen, focus is gigantic. It's gigantic. I was one of the uh, reasons I was able to meet so many people. DJ Shuns, my sister now, but at the time she was just you know a person that I reached out to through DJ Mark. She put they have an actual conglomerate. They have a uh, a WhatsApp group that's literally comprised of top talent in, in London, UK, all of them, as well as the mid-tiers, as well as the, the people just start in one place and they build together organically. The sound is different because there's so many different blends of culture in the area, but it's different in the sense that, I guess because the school structures and the life situations are different, people mature a lot faster. So you got guys 18 years old have been saved for real since they was 15. Not to save like I was when I was 15. It was still bothering. No, I'm talking about they sold out for God right now. So they pen is already authentically. You know, you a kid, you hip-hop culture, but your pen naturally is, is on rock about the Guinness of God. So your beat selection, uh, they, they kill a UK drill. Um, they got a different sense of soul mixtures of production, similar like how like a Kanye or like a Jay Dilla. Um, and it's hungry. So like, and it's a lot of different outlets. They have whole facilities. Well, facility might be the size of like an elementary school. Each one of these rooms is a full studio. They have that type of access to music professionals. So it's a lot of music coming out all the time. And they bet on themselves in a, in a, in a very aggressive way. Um, so they, they taking over the airways. They didn't ask. They started building their own stations, man. They started building their own shows and building their own following to the point it's, it's really getting over here. And I think Lecrae is in love over there, man. He's been over there several times and done some amazing things. And actually, my DJ DJ Shuns, for example, has done some things for him herself. And uh, it's it's a crazy crowd, man. You looking at, you know, rock rock crown rock band type crowds mm. in outdoor areas, packed everywhere you can see, and they there just for worship, you know. So 
it's, it's definitely lit something on me. I'm looking to see us do it here as well. Listen, DJ Poker talking with the super talented Suave Calion. We got to go to break. We'll be right back. Keep it locked. You're tuned into The Fix. You know The Fix is in. Get tuned back into The Fix, your source for faith infused hip hop, R&B, and poetry right here on Sirius XM, Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio, DJ Focus, uh, talking with the super talented Suave Calion. Suave, man, I got to get you out of here. But, man, before I get you out of here, man, I- I'm interested to know what do you think in your humble opinion is missing right now in Christian hip hop you being able to go over to London and do things you've done things in the states uh, you've been around uh, hip hop itself for a long long time so you've seen yeah. both sides what do you think is missing specifically in Christian hip hop right now man I, I think one of the things first of all is we just gotta allow ourselves to get out of this speech market mindset we bigger than that you know what I mean I, I, I said it in something else the other day well, a lot of times we allow Christian hip hop to be in this box. And so because it's Christian hip hop, you got some folks that does secular music and listen to secular music, they gonna listen because of the Christian stigma in their mind. Then you got the church that don't wanna, you know, necessarily support sometimes because they feel it's too urban. And it's only because people don't all, everybody's not walking into authenticity. That's the real life thing. Hip hop is freedom of expression. Let's keep it real. Which means it's gonna be authentically good because of your, because of what you believe, what you live. Your beat selection, your, 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 your flow in this culture, it has the ability to be awesome in that regard. And I just feel like that's one of the things. Like, there's a few guys that do it extraordinary, but it could be so much more. And I think some of the restrictions are people are trying to be, let me make sure everything is a scripture. Everything is a him. You know, but if everything's of him, you know, of Abba, it's already good. You know, you just go for it and understand you're moving in the spirit of excellence. You represent something bigger than you. So it's cool to be yourself and trust him to do the rest. That's a big deal to me. Other thing is just, you know, let's just continue to extend the mindset and this unity, y'all. We could do so much more together than we could do apart. Like, so much more. And that's something that the hip-hop coach has understood for a long time, as well as every other form of genre you look at. Like, just being banded together among like-minded individuals is so much that can be accomplished. Not worrying about class. Not worrying about where you are in status at that moment. Just listening and having an understanding of what good sound like. That's real. You know, I'm not saying that, you know, you know what I'm talking about, B. I'm not going to get into that, but, you know, you know what good sound like, what, what strong quality music sound like. Let's push everybody together because we can do way more, you know what I'm saying, together than we could do alone. You know what I mean? And especially in this, because I'm listening to your heart, man. You're a man of God. And that's why you're making the moves that you make, because it's a God first mentality. Our whole genre is supposed to have this mentality. If we sincerely moving like that, it really can't be nothing in our way. So that'd be what I see for real. And when I look to, you know, daily fix and change, because we can't be played on any radio station that they have, man. We were just as good. But the main thing is when you're on that platform, you don't compromise. I don't care who I am. I don't care who radio station it is. Nah, God. <laughs> nah. You know, God is, is my purpose. No, God is, is the, you know, is the driving force of this music, you know, and, and, and I believe it can be a transition for you as well. And, and the, the, beauty, the beautiful thing about God is he's come as you are. He doesn't have a restriction to where you at because the main thing is we bring you to him anyway. So we don't have to be perfect first. And if we can live in that mentality and approach the audience of the world in that mentality, it's so much that can be accomplished. And I really believe that, y'all, for real. That's good. And, and I agree. Um, you said some things about just being able to somewhat be creative as an artist and be able to express your artistry but still be able to keep it to where people know for a fact that you are kingdom 
that you are, you know, um, using your gift to glorify God, but also to minister to people's needs. You made a you made a song uh, beginning of the year, um, I believe, Sitcom Love, um, where you talked about you and your wife's relationship and just the beauty of that. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you know, we're coming out of this pandemic. It's pretty much over with. But at the beginning of the pandemic, like a year and a half ago, we saw a lot of kingdom marriages crumble. For whatever reason, you know, by them being yeah. home and everything was happening, what's that solid advice you would give as a married man, as a man who makes music that you're, you know, you want to make sure you include your wife in and, and express that love and everything that you guys have built and God covering that? What's some advice you would give to a married couple listening to us right now, or even uh, somebody who's, uh, you know, a couple that's dating this courting right now? On man, absolutely. Absolutely. Man, I love kingdom marriage, homie. That's that's a big deal to me. It, it really, really is. And this is why God makes such vivid uh, of, of interactions in terms of the church being the bride and, and, he's, and these conversations around what church is and, and what a marriage is, a real marriage, y'all. So that's why the kingdom marriage term is there for a reason. Because when God brings two people together, yes, nothing can separate it. Understand God doesn't put everything together. But if he does, it's a big deal. You know what I mean? So, um, man, first of all, God need to be the front of your house, man. He need to be the head of your household. This is not cliche. This is real life. This is what I live. This is what I know for a fact. You want, I don't care how tough a man you are. I don't care how many millions of dollars you're making. If God's not the head of our house, it's going to crumble. It's not going to stand that way, first and foremost. And, and it's a lot of things. My thing is, when you read scripture, read the whole thing. Don't read the thing about the wife to be submissive and then don't read the other things about the fact you're supposed to love her like Christ loved the church. You can just stop right there. You can put a pause right there. It's no greater love. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you love your wife that way sincerely and, and understand we have the ability, we have the, the, the privilege, you know, we have the honor to be billboards for God through this mic, through these visuals, through these platforms. Well, us saying these things and, and, and expressing them authentically, it resonates differently because some things they can't hear in the church. Some things they're not going to see in their home. I didn't. Being 100, my parents was excellent parents. They was not the, that wasn't the type of husband and wife situation I knew I was going to seek after. You know what I mean? So it had to be something else to give it to you. So why not it come from that ill artist that got this other dope music that he makes you understand that his label is him and his wife. That he makes you understand, you know, that she's very important to him, that she's his wife, she's his motivation. You know what I'm saying? It gotta be like that, because somebody gotta know. Because if you don't, you know, where's a silence, where's a void, other things allow you to believe this is the answer. You know, and the world isn't always put spotlights on these things, secular or whatever. Nobody talks about marriage, I feel, in the way that they should. And it was a blessing to be able to have that opportunity. No, that's real. And I think you guys, you, you demonstrated that in this song. Uh, for the ones who haven't listened to it, definitely uh, take a listen Let's to see it. Y'all do that. Watch the video too, as well. I thought it was a super Most dope. Uh, you know, it wasn't over the top, it was straight to the point. Sometimes we need videos that can just capture just, you know, what it looks like. And, and right. one thing I want to say, uh, you said something about submission. God put this on my heart years ago. Everybody looks at that scripture in Ephesians 5 and 21. They look at it the wrong way. I'm be honest with you. Cause yep. we skipped the part where it says, it does say submit to your wife, but it also says at the beginning of that verse, submit to one another, like Christ referenced the church. So that means that I have to learn to submit to my wife too as well. And that's something that yep. God had to work on me on because to your point, you're right. He sent a helpmate for a reason. 
she has a personal relationship with him too as well he might be wanting to speak to her this time to convey a message to me and it's up to me to say you know what Whatever it may be, yeah, I need to submit, I need to listen to that. It might be a good suggestion. Yes, I need to submit to that. I can't be so prideful to say, "Oh no, I'm the man. I'm gonna make this call. This is what it's gonna be." That's that's yeah. foolery. For all my it people, is. our married couples, it's listen right now. Y'all on the same team. Y'all win together. <laughs> so, Talk to yeah. him, Doc. Hey man, I thought that poem was excellent. And, and let me say this out my mouth. Specifically, God has spoken to me several times through my wife. And I'm going to tell you something. You know the difference. His sheep will know his voice. You know when it's him talking. You know when it's just her talking. You know the difference. Same way from her. And it's been several moves that we made in this life that I wouldn't have made if God didn't tell me that through her. I mean that, man. I'm, I'm talking about even literally coming to Atlanta. This wasn't an easy move. I, I was in Savannah doing well, and I had another opportunity that I would have been right by home when things seemed easy. God talked to me directly and said, no, nah, you're going to take the risk. Faith is not going where easy is. Specifically, man, like it came that way. She was the first person who told me I was gonna be a Christian hip hop artist when I thought that was never gonna happen to me. They knew me for these bars. That's how she met me. You know, she knew me for my, that's what she knew. So, and she told me, you know, I ain't necessarily with that type of music, but you ever thought about Christian hip hop? And at the time, I didn't know anybody like I know now in terms of the skill set. So, I 100% agree, man. I'm glad you stopped and paused to make that very, very, very big statement to be known on this bill, on this on this type of platform. Yes. Yes, absolutely, man. I'm, I'm glad you said that. That just blessed me even more, to be honest. Listen, Suave, I appreciate you today, man. Can you tell the people how they can connect with you, following you on all your social media platforms, and as well, uh, introduce your latest single? Absolutely. So look, um, you can follow me on Instagram. It's Suave, S-U-A-V-E C-O-L-I-O-N-E. It's Suave Calion. Uh, on Twitter, it's Calion Suave. Another story. We're not going. I don't know why. And then on uh, on Facebook, you can follow me either way. You can follow me under my, my real name. I don't believe in the alter ego things, man. Clock King and Superman are the same guy. So Saad Morel is who I am on Facebook, as well as I have an artist page under Suave Calion. Follow both, please. And um, yeah, man, let's connect. I really don't put restrictions. Like you said, I take that global piece serious, man. When God put it on me, that you global now, I take it very serious. I'm open anywhere in the world. You know, if it's a need, you you guys want to reach out to me, I have opportunity to be, you know, ministering in that area, in that region. It will truly be a privilege. Reach out. Let's go. You know, let's make it happen. Keep it locked. You're tuned into The Fix. You're tuned back into The Fix. Your source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry right here on SiriusXM. Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio. You're rocking with DJ Focus and Dice Gamble. And listen, it's that real talk topic time. Uh, you know, Dice and I love just, you know, having these conversations that need to be had. I don't think they had enough. I think we, uh, you know, sitting on our little, uh, you know, soapboxes in, in our homes and we want to talk about this stuff, but don't want to bring it up. And we know we need to talk. We need to get better. Let's, let's just be very clear. We need to get better as uh, a community of believers. Um, a lot of us are getting good, good Bible teaching now, Dice. Mm. So now it's time for us to start changing a few things. I get, you know, before, you know, you were going to the church you're going to or the ministry you're going to now, you probably weren't getting the teachers that was convicting you. But now you can't tell me every Sunday, uh, whether you're watching online or whether you're uh, right there in them pews or in that chair that you, you know, God ain't speaking to you and telling you, no, you need to stop that. So, of course, you listen, today, Dice, what are we talking Hmm. Okay. What are we talking about on this Thursday? Smoke, smoke on. <laughs> <laughs> we 
we talking about smoking. We talking about smoking today, Dice. We we talking about our our uh, smoking saints, our smoking believers, Not our the smoking, smoking saints. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got some. We got some Newport Ministry. Newport Cam- Ministry. Camel Camel Ministry. Oh um, Lord. Uh, a doobie uh. and watch a movie ministry. Um, Swisher Sweet uh, Ministry uh, people out here. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, you know, still, yeah, yeah. The, the Swisher Sweets. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what they got now. But back in my day, it was Swisher Sweets, Optimos. You know, what I'm saying you had the Dutch Masters. You know, Garcia what I'm Vega, Garcia Vega, Easy Riders, Backwoods. You know, what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know, I don't know what they doing now. I don't know. I, my cousin them told me. I it's been a while. I've been removed from the community for a little bit dice or oh, uh, 06 for me I, i've been removed since 06 so you know back when i was smoking i think that you know I, last thing i smoked was uh it was called purple haze it was in a little jar little vile jar you know what i'm saying it was ooh, it was it was it was amazing i ain't gonna hold you well <laughs> listen i i you're right i don't know what they're doing now i don't trust these people even if i smoke right now i would not trust anybody i wouldn't smoke with anybody because these people are trifling they out here they trick you and the devil is a lie but listen the american lung association does report smoking is the leading cause of preventable disease and death in the united states it causes over four hundred and eighty thousand deaths per year secondhand smoke is the next serious health hazard for people of all ages and this actually causes forty-one thousand deaths per year secondhand smoke have you ever thought about that just me being in the room forty-one thousand people die from people smoking around them like they're not even smoking which is insane marijuana smoke contains many of the same toxins and irritants and carcinogens as tobacco smoke e-cigs definitely cause health consequences and um we don't even know the full safety of that smokeless tobacco cigars hookahs nicotine is the addictive drug and tobacco products cigars smokeless tobacco cigarettes and all that and menthol is the leading flavor of tobacco that kills folk okay so we'll get into that uh later on but i just wanted y'all to know y'all can go to the american lung association and definitely pull up all the effects of smokage on the body it's it's not good. And and this is coming from two people who used to smoke. So you got two smokers on the line right now. Um, and uh, I've been taken to a hospital in an ambulance because I couldn't breathe from smoking. So, well, yeah. hold on. Oh, go you ahead. go there. I, go I, I can tell that's going to be a great, go ahead. Uh, something great you're going to share. Listen. <laughs> The Bible never directly mentions smoking in the Bible. So let's, let's be very clear. It's never directly mentioned in the Bible. There are principles, however, that definitely apply to smoking. First, the Bible commands us not to allow our bodies to become masters of anything or addicted to anything. We know that everything is permissible, but that doesn't mean everything is permissible for our good. And I think that's so this is what helped free me. So I'm giving you guys what helped free me. I'm literally reading from my notes because I used to read these notes every day until I stopped smoking. I I struggled with, of course, smoking weed and black and miles. Mine was I was I was a a pack and a half mild smoker a day and probably uh, three to four doobies a day. Let's be very clear. So this is what got me through. And I'm just sharing what got me through. Um, So, yes, it says everything is permissible, but that, that does not mean that everything is just because everything is permissible that is good for you and you should not let smoking um control your thoughts and it also takes you to a place to where what god showed me you cannot hear from him clearly because you're not in your right mind and so specifically even my mild smokers 
I don't know, you know, anybody who listened to me now, anybody who smokes miles, the reason we smoked black and miles, we freaked them and we took the filter out was to get a hair rush. Let's be very clear. So every time, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, we used to call it freaking. I don't know if they still do it now, but yeah, we smoke black and miles. We, 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 yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, take it all out, take all that tobacco out, pull that filter out, then put all the tobacco back in. And then we light him up then. You know what I'm saying? For my for my, my fancy people, when we, did, when we did it in the clubs, we used to uh, take uh, all the tobacco out. We'd mix half weed, half tobacco for, you know, I'm, this is back in the 90s when you couldn't, you know, smoke in the clubs. Mm. You can smoke like you, you won't in the clubs now from what I hear. So listen, I don't know how they're doing, <laughs> what they're doing now. But yeah, we, we used to hide it. But yeah, this was, this was something that helped me get through understanding that, one, I need to be able to hear clearly from God. I cannot hear clearly from God if I'm always in a daze. Because I'll be honest with you, I, I smoked till I was in a daze. I was gone. Mm-hmm. And I know some people argue, and, and I've had these conversations, you can hear clearly from God when you hide. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. I, 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 that, the scripture is, is not clear that you hear when you're in a, a state that you're not sober-minded. Let's be mm-hmm. very clear. So we agree, we disagree. If you see it from that perspective, Bless your life. God has not showed me that. I prayed about this. I have studied on this because mm-hmm. once again, I was one of the ones who told people I would smoke to the day I die. Not you. Oh no, for real. No, no, seriously. My wife will tell you this is something that listen. I, I said I might give up the miles, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna smoke me some weed until the mm-hmm. day I die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, when God could me, and God <laughs> showed me, I had to dive into the scriptures that would help me and show me that this was not God's intent. Mm-hmm. Um, so of course we'll, we'll dive into the benefits mm-hmm. for the people who need this for medicinal use. But I want to yeah. continue yeah. to talk right now specifically. I'm talking about for recreational users okay. we ain't talking about the people that really need it, it yeah for medical I mean. purposes okay. absolutely if you need this for medical purposes and this is helping yeah. cure your body heal your body whatever you're using this for that's something totally different i'm talking about my recreational mm-hmm. get off work sitting on the front porch sitting mm-hmm. on the stoop in, mm-hmm. in, 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 in right in the living room just in rolling you room? one just to roll oh now, come on now don't do that you, you, you know you used to roll you know you used to roll you a doobie. Listen, you know you used to roll you a doobie and watch a movie. You know what I'm saying? Back when Friday came out. Come on now. Chris Tucker. I know you don't smoke weed. I know you don't smoke weed. I'm going to get you happy. Hey, I'm going to get you happy. Right. So bad. Yeah, come on. It, so weird. It's just, I mean, it just makes sense. We're to inhale oxygen. So everybody that smoke knows smoke's not good for you like that that, nobody's over here like oh this is good for me it's like everybody knows it's not good for you but what i think people don't understand is god is such a good god is such a grace-filled god that the lungs actually heal themselves so if you don't go past a certain uh percentage of your uh, lungs being depleted uh from the oxygen the blood flow and all that as soon as you stop smoking that neck in the next seven years your lungs will return pretty much back to the way that god made them for you for how they're supposed to be how they're supposed to help you you know this is another thing when um christians always are talking about oh i'm trying to give up cigarettes you're not trying because here's the thing you take the pack you get that last pack away and you don't put nail back to your face stop stop acting like my god don't have no power to deliver you from anything this is this is the frustration and i'm saying that from somebody who used to smoke and so um i think I, I, that's what i was saying before like just i was taken to the hospital i used to smoke newports like that that's my thing newport shorts like 
all day. We blunts. I mean, that was my jam. So um, I think I was in my 20s and I just couldn't breathe. So I called 911 because I was like, no, I really can't breathe. And it wasn't just one of those things. Of, oh, you high. It was I could not breathe, you know, from just smoking, smoking, smoking. I got to Morehouse, Atlanta, in Atlanta, Georgia. Shout out PTL. Doctors and a brother was like, listen, sis, if you will stop, your lungs will heal themselves. If you would just stop smoking, like if you keep on this path, it's going to be bad, you know. But if you stop, you know, the body will start to correct itself, heals itself. It's something that it's, it's, it's God. Like that's that's this is how God works. And I stopped smoking. But I'm just saying, like my cousin had came home from the Navy. I was 11 years old and he uh, was just letting us get, you know, get some of his little weed and cigarettes and that. And all the way probably from 15 up until like before I had my son. I smoked cigarettes. So 25, 25 years old, just, just smoking, you know, not, not around people. Cause I hated the smell of smoke. Shout out to all y'all smokers who hate the smell of smoke. <laughs> and you're not just smoking up everything. You like, nah, I can't stand the smell of it. Cause I think you have a stronger sense of, you'll probably be able to quit faster. Cause you don't, you don't really like it. You just doing it. Yeah. Probably a nervous habit or something. So, uh, yeah, but listen, when I got pregnant, I dropped everything, drugs, alcohol, smoking. I was like, nope. Like the Lord blessed me with this life and I'm going to make sure that I make sure he starts off with a good environment. I'm not going to keep putting poison into my body and then I'm starting him off with my poison habits. So I thank God for, um, you know, for babies, you know, because they do change some of some of these people, some people's lives out here. But no, man, if y'all put their cigarettes down, that weed down, your body will fix itself. And to your point, you can't hear from God. Like, I don't care what kind of smoke you peace pipes you think you're getting like. Yeah, when your brain gets numb and parts of it start to shut down, you feel a little euphoric and you start feeling like maybe you are connected to this higher sense of you. But really, you're just numbing. You're numbing a part of your body, which it's going to eventually die. Like it's going to die off. You know, that's why long term smokers have problems with speech. They have problems with memory because you're tearing up your brain and your lungs, you know. But uh, you can change. It's never too late. Like. You just got to make a difference. Get you some air, start walking, eating healthier, you know, and let the body heal up. So it'll do it for you. No, I agree. You know, Dice, I didn't I didn't realize I was addicted to smoking until I stopped. Like it was something that I just did. So it was like, you know, everybody in my circle did it. This is normal. Mm-hmm. When I tried to stop, it took me about three, three and a half almost four months to actually stop like i was like wow what's going on i'm having withdrawals like mm. i'm really really i need to smoke so i i i, I went back and forth with mm. you know maybe hitting a blunt here and there or maybe smoking a couple black and miles here and there mm. because i didn't realize that i was addicted to something i had been doing for probably what 13 14 years thought it was just recreational just having fun just hanging out but like you said to your point my body had got literally um used to consuming this every day Mm -hmm. my mind was telling me i need this i would have bad days at work and i would say i'm off because i ain't smoke no weed i'm serious Mm -hmm. wow i'm off I ain't have my, you know, it calms my nerves. That was another thing too, as well. And I need this to keep my nerves calm. If I don't, if I don't smoke weed, well, I'm gonna go off on somebody. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, smoke, weed, nicotine, it produces a pleasing effect to your brain. Uh, it's temporary, though. That's why you have to keep your your body and your brain telling you, oh, no, you got to keep doing it. You know, so it's it's hard to stop. And when you when you stop, you start feeling all those other emotions that you've been blocking that you were trying to block. You know, um, you may have stress or pain in the area and you could you know, hit hit the blunt and you feel a little more relaxed. But the challenge is uh, when the high goes away, that other pain's going to come back. So that's why it's important to address the main issues, you know, of, of what it really is. You know, even for people with cigarettes, they have just a nervous habit. And, and here's the thing. This affects people who are rich, poor, smart, not smart. Like addiction is addiction. Your body loves to get a release of some sort. Like, like the body don't care about your health. You know, like the body, it just wants what it wants. That's why it's important to have a strong mind. Whatever you tell your mind, whatever you put in your mind, whatever you're showing your mind, whatever you create in your mind, that's what's going to control your body. But there are habits like you have muscle memory. Like for those of you who wake up, cigarette before breakfast cigarette after breakfast cigarette you know lunch on the way i'm gonna get a cigarette after lunch another cigarette it's just it becomes habit it's like you're you probably don't even want to smoke but your body's so used to grabbing it kind of like mine with coffee like i know i'm gonna get up i'm going downstairs i'm getting my first mug i'm putting it in the coffee thing now i've changed and i do coffee or tea or coffee or tea but it's a habit half the time i don't even finish drinking my coffee it's just the habit i do it every day so um I mean, you can change, you can stop, but the smoking, though, it's going to kill you. Like, that's that's the bottom line. So I I think if you got a brother or sister, especially a brother or sister in Christ that's smoking, you need to get 100% real with them. They don't need to switch to an e-cigarette or switch to a something lesser, you know, smoke once a day or have that one cigarette. No, no, we got to stop. Just stop. Figure out a way to stop stop like but you're gonna have to substitute it you can't just say i'm giving up cigarettes because you're gonna have a problem like you said you're gonna you're gonna feel it <laughs> it's gonna come for you and then you will have a relapse and now you're gonna double up because you didn't replace it with something you gotta you gotta replace it your brain has to feel that that little space that you've been using by using cigarettes so mm -mm, that's why some people eat they'll be like i'm gonna pick up snacks and then they ain't a lot of weight because they stop smoking but here's the deal. Get, go ahead and pick up your snacks, but pick up some healthy snacks and walk. Instead of eating five Debbie cakes, eat five rice cakes with peanut butter. You know, like just switch it up on your body. Like you have to just break that cycle and, and break the mindset, you know, um, you know. And then the more you exercise and the more you eat healthier, the less you're going to even want to want to smoke, man. It can you, you can change. Some people think they can't. But like you said, focus, you changed. I changed. I didn't think I would ever stop smoking weed for sure, but I, I got over that fast. I was like, mm -mm, I don't need it. I'm just doing it. It's a habit. It's not helping me. It's costing me money, one. And then I don't like cigarette smoke at all. My nose is sensitive, so. Listen, we're talking about our smoking saints. And, mm -hmm. uh, and I smell all y'all when y'all walk by me, by the way. Y'all be thinking y'all be spraying y'all body sprays and stuff and smoking in your car outside. Think I'm smashing. My nose is sensitive. We got to go to break. We'll be right back. Keep it locked. You're tuned into the fix. <laughs> and the fix is in. You're tuned back into the fix. Your source of faith infused hip hop, R&B, and poetry right here on Sirius XM, Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. And listen, we're talking about smoking. Um, mm. All our smoking saints out there. Smoking saints. We used to we used to be them smoking saints. Let's smoking not get it saints. twisted. 
So let's talk about it. Is smoking beneficial um, for your body, for as a believer, um, being addicted to it, um, everything that goes with it. So we well, listen. We unpacked a lot within the first conversation, but I think um, Dice, you you were you were talking about some the, the health health risks that yeah. I think you could dive in a little bit more so people can really understand. And I know, you know, like you said, to your point, people are going to their doctors mm. and the doctors are telling them, listen, if you would stop smoking, yeah. you would help your lungs clear back up. But yeah. we're going we're gonna to continue to give, you know, the, the stats and give you some help. Uh, yeah. So what do you have now, Dice, on well, yeah. the yeah. health risks? Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to get into the health risks, but you made a comment earlier. You said that there is no mention of smoke in the Bible. And I wanted to double back and say the reason for that is because cigarettes weren't officially introduced into the world until 1760. So we didn't have cigarettes. And even if we quote unquote had cigarettes or blunts or anything, uh, when Jesus was walking around, I mean, trust me, I, they, they, they didn't talk about it because it probably wasn't that prevalent at all. I don't even know if they could grow tobacco like that. Um, in, in those areas but I just wanted you to know yeah it wasn't around it wasn't around so I, don't, I think we just what? created it what's the guy's name Pierre no, no, let, let me tell you why because everybody when, when I started my journey of stopping the smoke mm. everybody would always throw that in my face mm. ain't nothing biblical yeah. to say we can't Cigarettes get didn't exist. we didn't have Marlboro Lucky Strike Winston Salem Newport Camel right. These they didn't exist until 1920 so it's almost like we brought this on ourselves creating this product and then turning it into money and then um it just it's it's killed so many people i mean i used to live in louisville kentucky when they had the plant the philip morris plant before they uh, shut all that down like i mean they anyway long story short let's talk about the risk factors yes so anyone who smokes we already know that the person smoking knows is probably not a good idea i mean the warnings are on the cartons now really really big um and a lot of people have this habit Focus. They started at a young age, and this is something that people don't talk about either. Like we usually don't have an older starter smoker. It's typically somebody who started smoking in their teen years, or maybe even in their twenties. They are more susceptible to get addicted, um, you know, than than a, an adult. And then genetically, you know, I, this is something people don't talk about. If you come from a family of smokers, you might end up smoking, not because you like smoke or you're around smoke but genetically like the receptors in our brain and in our nerves like we're in, we're uh, carving these these little uh, pathways into our 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 bodies so people who are uh, their parents were addicted to different things the kids can become addicted faster and that's with drugs alcohol everything um some of us have been around peers who were smoking. I was telling you, my cousin came home from the Navy. He, you know, he, he let me smoke at 11 and I never forgot it. And it, you know, a young mind, you know, this just gets imprinted in, in a young mind and it just never goes away. You know, that, that feeling. So, um, the problem is though, when you are a smoker, that kind of opens you up to smoke more. You remember we used to be in school and they say, well, uh, weed is a gateway drug. Like it is. It, it is a gateway drug. Like you used to say, oh, no, it's impossible. I would never go do this and that, that, that once I do this. But yeah, you smoke cigarettes, easy for you to smoke weed. You smoke weed, easier for you to smoke something else or, or do something else, whether it's drugs or alcohol. Th these are the facts. So um, it's important to just just remember that even if you see young people smoking, just let them know. But the lung cancer, though, leading cause of deaths. We know cancer is the leading cause of death, but definitely Smoking is the leading cause of lung cancer deaths. 
And also we have emphysema that comes off of this. So we have a lot of people in the black and brown communities. We already know diabetes, high blood pressure. And now we have asthma and chronic bronchitis, just those coughs that people can't get rid of. Like it's just this, it's just, just a deep cough that just takes the wind out of people. And some of it is not caused because the person's smoking, but they just been around people to smoke or in a house where people smoke grandma smoke uh, auntie smoke grandpa uncle smoke and it's killing people that have asthma so i mean your circulatory system your heart smoking affects all of this because it takes the oxygen away the only way that we even operate is oxygen like the lord has created the planet to work together the trees are pushing out oxygen for us to intake like this is how this works and we need oxygen to get into our bloodstream to feed all of our organs so when you have anything any weed smoke it don't matter if you think you hear from god when you're smoking you are depleting your body of oxygen which is a true healing um element that god's created so no focus it's just it, it goes on and on and on it's not good for you it's not healthy it's not helping you and um like i said and it stink i just want to throw that out there it's fun it stink. make your whole house stink make everything stink car stink and the smell of smoke get in every and listen shout out to the smokers who can actually acknowledge and admit that they don't like the smell of smoke because it gets into everything and it sticks it stays it can destroy i mean you might have to go get rid of your whole couch because it smells like smoke you know so it's like come on like yeah i don't know we don't we don't need to smoke it's not helping us it's not healthy for us the body of christ we we're the temple of the holy ghost i mean we, we, our bodies house the spirit of the living god like so we don't need to have anything else in there that would block us hearing from god or receiving a healing from the lord so you know it's just it's, it's not helping us as a, as a people at all mentally spiritually physically emotionally financially definitely financially mm. but y'all smokers y'all know this is grip that's good listen I, I'm, I'm just going back over all these notes i'm finding all my old notes uh dice mm. Smoke i just want to um yeah yeah this, these were my notes when i uh was struggling to uh give up marijuana i i wrote this simple note it says simple observation demonstrates that marijuana deadens the brain resulting in laziness and the inability to concentrate and think clearly say it again simple observation demonstrates that marijuana deadens the brain resulting in laziness and the inability to concentrate or think clearly and i, I let's be very clear I, it's funny i wrote this down for a reason because i remember all the times i got fried i called it getting fried back in the day mm. I didn't want to do nothing. Let's be very clear. You get the munchies, you want to eat you some, and you ain't, listen, people be texting you, This, I mean, not texting you, paging you. This back when we had hitters. Yeah, people be paging you. I, I be calling them, listen, I, no, I, listen, you caught me too late. I didn't have me about three dudes. I ain't going nowhere. Where we going? No, we ain't riding around right now. I, I ain't in the mind of it. So I I agree with this wholeheartedly. I was, I, a lot of moves I should have made or things I probably should have uh, done, I didn't do no different than store runs listen we would go get everything we needed from the store before we got high because we know we wasn't going nowhere so that's laziness thing is real i'm telling you from experience it might not be for y'all but for me it was it was a real thing um <laughs> so yeah and i also put so very similar to using tobacco and abusing alcohol the recreational use of marijuana should be avoided due to 
the adverse effects on your health. And you dove into that, Dice. The other thing that God showed me that, yes, everything you dove into, keeping your lungs clean, making sure that your body is good, you know, this tobacco, you know, this marijuana you put in your body. Not only that, this is God's temple. Why do you continue to keep doing this to God's temple? Why Why do you think this is good and this is beneficial for you in God's temple? Because it's not. It's just something we want to do. Let's be very clear. I wanted to smoke weed because I like enjoy smoking weed. Mm-hmm. No different than any other sinful behavior that I did. Let's be very clear. It was sinful behavior. I enjoyed it. And I was caught in my feelings. I wanted to continue to do it. <laughs> wow. I got to a spiritual level to God said, no, either you're going to do right by me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was that old saying by grandma. He said, baby, you're going to do right by God or he going to show you he is God. Yeah. And that's what he do. He does it very well. He shows up and shows out. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm with you on the smoking thing. I, I definitely, if I smoked, it was because I wanted to. Like nobody was putting a gun in my head, making me do anything. It was definitely a personal choice. And we do have the power, especially through the Holy Ghost, to stop anything. I mean, we already know that. But I think it's First Corinthians 13. God always gives us a way yeah. out. Like, like always gives us a way out. And um, I wanted to make sure I went over this uh statistic on Forbes, uh, Forbes Forbes.com, the percentage of car crash deaths involving cannabis and the percentage involving cannabis and alcohol combined uh, has more than doubled since the year 2000 all the way up to 2018. So doubled due to the uh, ability to get cannabis readily at a lot of different places in a lot of different states. And so the research has shown that people driving under the influence it has caused twice as many deaths uh to date and probably more than that now this was this was just this just came out uh, in 2018 so you know we're a few years past that and this is compared to any other type of car deaths anything you want to say about that listen stop it (laughs) let's be very clear i think i think we just got to stop um you know, that's a big reason why I, I gave them both up. I'm be honest with you guys. Um, it's been occasions, maybe I'm be honest with you. So my daughter's graduation, when she graduated from college, um, I did have a drink with her. Um, I want to say within the last 15 years, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't even think I've drunk three times. I'm be honest with you. I gave them both up cold turkey because I understand that I cannot do one without the other. I enjoyed smoking and drinking cognac together i enjoy smoking a black and mild and drinking me a corona or a modello together like they went I, they went they together were, okay so you, yeah, they, you did one was, of, okay. yeah okay. i did so i was never one of those ones who go out for smoke breaks at, yeah. at lunch, at lunch. Or, or, no 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 because i gotta have me a cold one i gotta have oh. me a shot of <laughs> so no i would wait so i'll be honest with you I, i'll be totally transparent so either i would do one or two things i would get up early uh-huh. at me so i used to mix coffee and cognac so i would get up early oh, me some coffee and cognac and maybe smoke me a mile or if i had a little roach left from last night just a little a little that little bitty you know what i'm saying that little little, little one hit a quitter i would i would indulge i would indulge so then i would get myself i would get up so i would be have to be at work literally at uh 6 30 uh, okay. i would get up at 4 30 and have my little coffee and, and uh cognac and hit my doobie Stuff. And go ahead and take me a shower because to your point, <laughs> I didn't want to go to work smelling, smelling like, like smoke. Yeah, I would take me a shower, then boom, I go to work. When I got off, my wife would tell you, 
I used to have a cooler in the back of my, uh, I had a, uh, GMC Jimmy. I had a cooler uh-huh. that I kept stocked with Coronas or Modelos. So as soon as I got off work, I, everybody know I would go, you know, anybody know, remember had those old school GMC Jimmy's had that little hatchback window. You could just pop open like this. I would pop open that boy, get me a Rona, crack that boy. I'd already have me a freak mild in my ashtray and I'm riding home. I ain't gonna hold you. You talking to somebody who did it good for a long time? I'm, I'm talking about well every day. Well, I remember. I remember. I remember being in the car with like my uncle, and he'd be driving with a beer oh, and, 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 and smoking, and I'm in the front seat with no seatbelt. Like I remember that. Like I was. We were raised in that era where people did the absolute most. Like I remember when people could smoke on airplanes. Like. But I mean, as as we grow and as people are doing the research and as people are unfortunately getting sick, you know, we're doing more research and, and switching it up. And, and listen, the information is available. It's it's out here. We know what it is. And I just encourage people to trust God in the process. And here's the thing. Some of you might have that. You can hit and quit it like just quit it like I did. And some people might you might have a little bit of struggle, but lean into the Lord like that's how you're going to get through it. I promise you, like God has a power to take the taste of whatever out of your mouth you know but you're gonna have to partner with god in that like that's you, you can't keep tempting yourself so you may have to remove yourself from your old friends who drink all the time or smoke all the time or whatever your challenge is you know but you just remove them out of your life and start over get you something new get you something new going on we just want we want life and life more abundantly for everybody so um you know yeah Thursday, 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 Thursday. Thirst for the Lord, not for these, you know, not for the whatever, whatever. And his thing, I don't know what y'all smoking nowadays. Good luck. Y'all, listen, I, God bless you. I thank God that the Lord took me through all that and delivered me from that back in the day because, well, I don't know what y'all doing now. Y'all have too many options. It's too many different options. So, um, I, yeah, mm -mm, I would be stuck. I would be absolutely, I would not be talking about detox and vegetables. I'd be talking about all the fruits. I be yeah. I got blueberry, strawberry, orange, orange berry, baby. raspberry, black black cranberry. You like, and I'm not talking about fruits. <laughs> I'm like, I'm talking about. So I thank God that I'm like, nah, y'all can. Have, I want my health, and that's another thing. Like, you have a grandson. I don't have any grandkids yet, but my mind is like, I want to be around to see right. if any of these kids make any kids that maybe they, you know, maybe they look like me, maybe they don't. But I'm just like, I want all. I, I don't know what God has for me. I want to get an album done, some more awards. Like, I want to tour a little bit more. I want to be on TV, you know, basketball games. Like, so no, I don't want to be blocking my blessing. I'm blocking my blessings. Nobody else, me, no. Oh, not me, not blocking my blessings. So, yeah, mm-mm. thank God uh, I let all that go, gave it all to Jesus. Mm-hmm. They focus, dice gamble. <laughs> We're talking about the, the smoking session, sex section for all our smoking saints. Uh, we pray that we uh, bless y'all today. Listen, yeah. we got to we, we got to take another break. We'll be right back. Keep it locked. You're tuned into the fix, and the fix is in. To tune back into the fix, your source of faith infused hip hop, RB, and poetry, right here on Sirius XM, channel 154, Holy Culture Radio, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. And listen, we appreciate y'all rocking with us again today. We pray that real talk topic bless y'all today. We really just wanted to dive in a little bit and uh, share some, you know, some tips, practical tips. Mm-hmm. Um, just know that, you know, for our people who are out there who really want to 
uh, stop smoking and understand everything that smoking brings and does to your body, to your spirit, and how yeah. God sees it. We pray we just shed a little light on that dice. That's all, you know, because like I say, once again, you know, you're talking to two people who were smokers for a long, a decent amount of time. I think I did it for 14, almost 15 years before I stopped. Um, so yeah, you know, listen, been there, done that. I, I had almost, I think I had almost 20. Almost 20. Wow. I attribute it to my deep voice now. I got that deep voice. <laughs> you, you do not have a deep voice. Let's be very clear. That's not how I no, sound. No, no, no. I don't sound. Are you right? I don't sound like that. But um, trust me. I mean, I was on the verge of, um, of, of, of probably having cancer. I mean, I, you know, just breakfast, lunch, dinner. Didn't leave the house without something. Didn't come home without something. So uh, for those of you who are in that cycle, I, I understand. I totally understand, but um, I mean, God has more and better for you, and you uh, can can definitely hear from God better and get more from God when you are are, are in your right mind. You know, like my grandmother used to say, "I woke up and I'm clothed in my right mind." You know, like um, I mean, it's, the body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. You know, so we need to we need to just keep this thing as clean and clear as possible, so we can really hear what God wants for us in our, in our lives. So. Um, we have that Romans 16. He is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before his glory. He is able to make all grace abound towards you. Second um, Corinthians 9, 8. He's able to keep that which you've committed unto him against that day. Like he's able to establish you. So, I mean, there's so many scriptures that have got, you know, really speaking to us about uh, leaning on his power, not your power. And I think that's a key uh, part of addiction is it's not it's not about you trying to stop something it is really you leaning on the lord and asking to be delivered from that and really giving that thing over to the lord because god can do anything absolutely anything and and the biggest thing is absolutely he can do anything but you gotta allow for him in you gotta come in and you gotta ask for him to change a little bit so that's that was the biggest thing that helped me dice really me finally making my mind up saying you know what no i need to stop this you know he convicted me he showed me Mm -hmm. so now it's for me to submit and say you know what i know um this is something that has a stronghold over my mind Mm -hmm. I, i started praying literally to god and telling him to take this taste out of my mouth help me to to to, to fight this craving and i'll be transparent with you guys i didn't say this in the segments but to this day it's funny i tell my wife all the time i still have the cravings to smoke weed i promise you and you're talking about i've been removed since 2006 last time i smoked me a doobie i still have the cravings mm-hmm. so it's still up to me to not do it you know sometimes mm-hmm. i have to you know not go around some family members if i know it's gonna be a, a one of those functions where that's all they're gonna do is smoke mm-hmm. all all day mm-hmm. listen i have to hold myself accountable to not even allow for that temptation to be entered in so i, I gotta act like you know i i got some sense and say you know what I, yes I, I can't say i don't still enjoy it if i uh, allow for it in my flesh that listen you know your flesh enjoy it just like for all my you know all my people out there you know who like to fornicate and everything else yeah absolutely that, that not me folks i i don't i did not want to smoke weed i don't even and let me tell you right now i'm gonna tell you one of the reasons why is y'all today's weed is trash okay so if y'all out there smoking weed your weed is trash back in the day the weed was the bomb it smelled good you walk in the house it was thick it was it just it did something different but all this weed y'all got 
569 million different variants. You don't even know where this stuff comes from. And this is something we ain't talking about. This is a whole nother topic. Y'all weed stank. All of you stink. And when you smoke it, you stink. Wherever you go, the smell follows you. And it's not like the weed from 1975. It is trash. Okay. So you need to stop smoking, period. And I'm just going to put that out there. It, nobody likes it. We don't like the smell of it. No the whole. <laughs> She ain't say she ain't want to smoke it because the Holy Spirit told her to. She say, yo, we trash. I don't want nothing to do with this trash y'all doing. Right? Garbage. It's it's a hot mess. It's been, a, what do you call it? Commercialized. I'm just keeping it a thousand. We're keeping it a book on the fix. Find you something else called the Holy Ghost. Find you the Holy Ghost. Get high on the Holy Ghost. We good. We good. <laughs> We're getting high off the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. We appreciate y'all. We got to get out of here. Listen, we back tomorrow. Fire 10 review. And listen, we got an exclusive interview too as well with our brother 2.0. And he brought a, a legendary uh, rap uh, legend with him, uh, Project Pat from uh, the legendary 3-6 Mafia will be joining us tomorrow. So y'all want to tap in. Y'all might want to start tweeting now, telling everybody. They, they tripping on a Friday. They, they didn't. They didn't let us on. They tripping. What, what you mean, Project Pat? Yes, the legendary uh, one of the co-founders of Three Six Mafia. Come on now, Juicy J's big brother. Three Six yes. Mafia. Yeah, Juicy J's big brother. Wow. Project Pat will be on with us tomorrow with uh, our brother 2.0 to talk about their new track, My Story. So listen, you don't want to tap in with us on Friday. Fire don't, Tim review. You already know that Fire it. Tim review gonna be fire. Interview gonna be fire. What don't else you need? <laughs> oh. I forgot to as well. And listen, we in the city. Else? We in the city again tomorrow. I forgot about the ooh, the red hand. Ooh. Oh, red reunion festival is going down tomorrow at the historic Rock and Roll Hall of Fame right here in Cleveland, Ohio. Listen, this is two days back to back. If you in Cleveland, Ohio, Akron, Ohio, we got you back to back. We got Kirk Franklin and Maverick City, Jonathan Reynolds, House Flames tonight. Tomorrow, we got Ty Tribbett, Jermaine Dolly, my, my boy Cannon came through, you know what I'm saying? Representing from RMG, representing Christian hip hop, literally, with Ty Tribbett, Red Hands, Jermaine Dolly, and more. So you definitely want to tap in tomorrow at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And listen, the, tomorrow's event is totally free. Totally free. Did you say free? No charge? Just free. free. Walk on in. Bring the whole family. Don't out. even need money. You don't need hmm. no ticket. You don't need nothing. All you got to do is pull up to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame tomorrow night, Friday, August the 5th from 6 to 10. We're going to be out there. You already know. We outside. <laughs> Remember to stay focused on turning your negative into a positive. Jesus is the answer. Kingdom advancement. The fix is in. We out. Peace, y'all.